Hey mama, how are you feeling about the quarterly plan that you worked on during our last episode? If you haven't had a chance to create your quarterly plan yet with your top three goals and the action steps that go along with them, I want you to pause this episode and go back to episode 161 first. That episode is going to help you create the plan that you need before you can get to the executing and the following through. So in today's episode, we are going to dive deep into strategies that you can use right away that will help you start executing and following through on your goals. So let's get started. Hey there, mama, and welcome to the Organized Mom Photographer podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Freehan, and this show is for all you mom photographers out there on a mission to enjoy motherhood while building a thriving photography business you love. I'm a productivity and motherhood coach, brand photographer, podcaster, wife, and a homeschooling mama saved by grace. So I can totally relate to the never ending to-do lists, late night editing sessions, and the endless messes that will one day miss strewn across the floor. Join me every week as we dive into the strategies and mindset shifts you'll need to prioritize, organize, and streamline your life and your business. Gone are the days of sitting on the sidelines, overwhelmed by the challenges that come your way. It's time to take serious action, confidently step into the role as the CEO, and embrace hard things for the sake of growth. Mama, if you're ready to stop feeling like you have to choose between being a present mama or a successful business owner, and finally feel equipped to do both well, then you're in the right place. Hey there, mama. Welcome back to the show. I am so excited about today's episode. We are talking all about how to follow through on executing your quarterly plan. Okay, before we get started, I am just going to say it. I want you to have no more excuses. Okay, there are no more excuses for not executing your plan. Okay, you have worked through your goals, you've brainstormed them, you've narrowed them down, you've picked three, you've gone through and you've put together your action plan of the steps that you need to take in order to really execute the goal, right? In order to make the goal happen. Okay, so now I am so excited to really get into the nitty gritty of how are you going to actually make it happen? How are you going to follow through? But first, I would love for you to come find me on Voxer. Okay, I want you to answer this next question. And if you don't know what Voxer is, uh, basically, it is a free walkie talkie app. It's a voice messaging app where we get to talk to each other. Um, It puts us into instant contact. And you can answer the questions of each episode. And I can give you feedback in real time. So the question of today's episode is what obstacles do you foresee? see getting in the way of you executing your quarterly plan. Also, I haven't done this yet, but I think I might start putting the question of the episode in the show notes. It is in my blog post, but I'm going to make a note of that right now to put it in the show notes so that you guys can easily refer back to what the question is and you don't have to like write it down or pause this or re-listen. So I'm going to actually make a note of that right now. Okay. Okay. 
So last episode, I had talked about if you guys were needing support with creating your plan, that I have a deep dive option, a 90 minute session where you and I can come meet and I walked you through the steps that we go through. So I am going to touch on those steps here in case you are wanting to do this by yourself and you just need some guidelines. So I'm going to give you the guidelines in this episode, but just remember if you need more support or you're like, gosh, I really wish I just had someone to bounce ideas off of and get feedback on and get real clear clarity and not have to do this yourself, just remember those deep dive options um, are available. Those sessions are available. They'll be linked in the show notes also. So I just wanted to kind of put that up front in case you're like, wait, wasn't there a way that I could get help with this? So yes. Um, Okay, so let's start with the ideal week. So creating your ideal week, I think is something that is so important when it comes to executing any plan, right? Because if you don't have the time to execute the plan, the plan will never work, okay? So you need to have time blocks. You need to have a way that you can show up to work and have the dedicated time to work on this said plan that we created or that you created, that I helped you create in the last episode. Okay, so I follow a guy named Dave Ramsey. You may have heard of him. Um, I think that he has such wise financial principles and I follow a lot of his principles. And one of the things he regularly says is that a budget tells your money where to go instead of wondering where it went. And I think that having a schedule and a routine does the same thing for your time. It is our job to budget our time wisely and to be in control of our calendars instead of letting them control us. Can I get a witness? Do you agree with that statement? I feel like that is mind-blowing, and I don't know why more people don't understand that, right? Like when we get control of our schedule, then everything seems to fall into place. I also love this quote from Bill Heibel, and it goes like this. Your schedule is far less about what you want to get done and far more about the person you want to become. And I just find that so empowering. And so I want you to know that it is your job to be in control of your schedule. And we all have limited time, but especially us mamas who are staying at home, raising our kids, and then also trying to grow a photography business. So I 100% relate to having limited time. So the best way that we can do this and create an optimal schedule is to create an ideal week. Now, what is an ideal week, you're wondering? Essentially, you are going to take every single day and every single time block of your day and you're going to budget it. You're going to tell it where you're going to spend your time. So I help my students do this inside the Efficient Mom Photographer program. I do this during um, in the deep dive. I have a template that I send you um, and we walk through this step by step in order for you to create your ideal week. You see my example, you see what my schedule looks like, and you build your own. So essentially from the time you wake up until the time you go to sleep, you have 
time blocks earmarked for different parts of your life. So you're going to have time for your morning routine. You're going to have time for breakfast. You're going to have drive time. You're going to have special time. You're going to have time for work. You're going to have time for house chores. You're going to have time to spend with your husband. And you're going to block out each part of your day. And you might be like, oh my gosh, Ashley, that sounds absolutely confining. And the point of it is that every part of your day has a time frame of what you're going to be doing. I'm not saying that you're going to schedule every second of your day down to the last task. I'm just saying you're going to give yourself little buffers of this is what I'm doing during this time. What this does is it creates consistency. It creates um, automatic routines that your family starts to see and understand. And that repetition creates efficiency because now you're like, oh, hey, I need to do this. I need to sweep the floor. Oh, well, I don't have time to sweep the floor until tomorrow, right? Um, so you can just let the floor not be swept because you have time set aside to do it. I think the biggest problem is that we as human beings, especially as moms, we jump from one task to the next to the next and we're just putting out fire after fire after fire. But what you start to realize with an ideal week is that you have time in your in your day to tidy, you have time in your week to do um, like a 20 minute blitz, as I call it. And basically, that is I'm working on a like an organization project for 20 minutes. And so after you have implemented your ideal week for a few weeks, I say give it at least a month before you adjust it um, to see how things are working. But you'll start to see like, wow, this is a well-oiled machine. Like I always know when I'm ordering groceries. I always know when I am doing my laundry. And again, it might sound confining at the beginning and you might be like, wow, this is just way too much. But what my students have found and what I myself have found is that when our like foundational needs are met and the things that are most important to us have a place that they're being done, uh, like a time frame that they're being done in, everything else feels so much more free. And we can say, hey, I have a little bit of free time because you have earmarked free time in your schedule. So I'm not saying that you need to be busy doing something every part of the day. It could even be like, this is my rest time. This is my self-care time. This is my wind down time. This is where my kids are going to be doing quiet time in their room, right? And I actually get an hour to myself to do whatever I want. And then every week, you're going to plug in what you're going to be doing into those moments, into those specific categories. But it's really, really important that you have this ideal week because now you have the capacity to implement your plan. Okay, let's talk about planning out your schedule. So I want you to decide what time off you're going to take in this upcoming quarter. What days off do you want? What weeks off do you want? Plan it now. Because if you try to do like a family uh, like day trip or you want to go on a hike or you want to go on a girl's weekend, like it's not going to happen. You have to pre-plan it. And so always put your personal time off first, okay? Also pull out your kid's school calendar and put all those half days, put all those days off into your personal calendar so that you don't miss them. And then I mentioned this already, but add margin in your schedule. So you're going to add some white space in there. That means free time, like time where you don't have things allocated. It's just flex time, whatever you want to do with it. Um, So yes, planning your schedule is going to be really, really key. 
Okay, next, you need to choose a task management system. I have talked to so many mamas who use their head as their task management system, their brain, right? They're like, everything's in my head. I got this until they don't, right? Or they have a paper planner, which I've also heard this from my students. I have paper planners. I have sticky notes. I have random notebooks. They just have stuff everywhere. And I used to be that way also, but you, I am such a paper pen processor. But what I like to do is I like to write it out pen to paper, and then I actually type it. And you might think like, oh my gosh, that sounds like really time, you know, time consuming. But for me, my brain processes pen to paper really well. And then I can type it out. And then I can um, assign my tasks. So I just I feel like it's so much easier for my brain to do that. Um, Sometimes I just go straight to my task management system or straight to a Google Doc. But sometimes if my brain is having a hard time getting started, I start pen to paper. So it's really important that you have a digital version of your tasks because it's just going to help you let go of the things that you're supposed to be remembering and actually leave more brain space for processing things, right? Our brain's not meant to be a storage unit. It's actually a processing unit. So there are many different types of task management systems, many different options like Asana, Trello, ClickUp, Notion, I mean, the list goes on and on. I started in Trello, but now I'm using Asana and I love it so much. So there are free plans with all of these, but it's just the best way to keep track of your tasks. So make sure that you choose a task management system. So inside of my Asana project management system, I have several different projects. And essentially those are categories of what I want to think about. So different parts of my business. So I have one for my podcast. I have one for my coaching business. I have one for my photography classes. I have one that's specific to marketing, one that is specific to PR and pitching. Um, I have a bunch. CEO, CEO back office. I have a lot of different ones. And so you can make this work for you and your specific needs. Now, inside the Efficient Mom Photographer program, I have templates and I have um, walkthroughs, video walkthroughs of how to use Asana and how I recommend you use the template. Um, so I have one in there for photography clients so that you can track your leads and keep track of, you know, what you need to follow up on with certain clients. Now that is obviously a CRM sort of situation, which is a client relationship management system. So if you have one of those that you love and you are tracking your leads through that and your workflow through that, then that can be separate from Asana. But I know for a lot of my clients, um, they're new to a CRM. And so they uh, use that in the interim until they get their CRM set up. But there are just so many different things that you can do with Asana, but it helps my brain to be able to see it separately. So then you would go in and you create um, like sub goals. And so we talked about that in the last episode, but creating those action steps. And so I actually have workflows inside of each of those boards for those particular things. So for my podcast, I have a template that is like 15 different steps of what it takes for me to be able to publish a blog post, or I'm sorry, a 
podcast episode for you. I do a blog post as well that goes with it. Um, So there's 15 different steps. Some of them are my steps. Some of them are uh, my assistant's steps. And some of them are my husband's. He is my podcast editor. And so he has a few tasks in that workflow. And then basically, I just duplicate that workflow for every single podcast episode. And so that is the type of amazing like freedom that you have with the task management system so that you are able to just quickly duplicate tasks and be able to do those on repeat. Now that would be more so for a process goal, but you can do the same thing for a project goal. So I have project goals that are just a task under that certain board. So for example, I was just working on creating a new masterclass called The Profit Shift. And I started the task or created the task inside of my marketing project. And then I was able to create the subtasks of the things that I needed to do in order to make that masterclass happen, right? So first I had to like brainstorm some ideas of what I wanted to the masterclass to be about. Then I had to brainstorm ideas for the title, right? And I had to do all these different steps. I had to record it. I had to outline it. I had to create the slide deck. Obviously not in that order. But those are the kinds of things that you need to start outlining. And then what you do in the project management system is then you assign the due date. And that's what's really important. You assign you as the person and then you assign a due date. And what's cool about Asana is once you get into Asana, you can go to my tasks and it pulls up your due dates and it tells you exactly what you're supposed to be working on that day. And I like to use the calendar view and not the the list view because the list view is just too overwhelming for me. So I use the calendar view. And then if you go to the week view, you can actually sort it and organize it so that you can put like, you know, what task you want to do first that day and you can kind of prioritize it. And so this is how you're going to be able to execute your plan. You are actually putting the goals into their respective projects, creating those subtasks, and then assigning the due date. So now you have that clear action plan of what you need to be working on. So I want you to start to implement all of this that I'm teaching you, put all of your subtasks in there for those three goals. But I want you to start to be thinking about focusing more on systems and not just your goals. Okay, I really want you to start changing your perspective on this because goal setting is a very universal term and it resonates with a lot of people. And it's a really great starting point. But if you solely focus on goals, it's going to be really hard to attain and meet the goal. So the goal shouldn't be the focus. Instead, the focus should be on your systems and your habits. Okay, if you focus on systems, this is going to be what helps you formulate a long term habit. And it's going to help you create a sustainable workflow, um, you know, to help you continue to meet those goals. And so I really want you to shift your mindset to the systems and the habits that help you attain the goal. Okay, Now let's talk about implementing systems and checklists and workflows. So I talked about creating them, but let's talk about really implementing them. So I recommend having a dedicated CEO time block where you focus on the future of your business. Okay, part of creating systems is working on the future of your business. If you fail to take the time to organize and simplify your plan, 
in an easy to follow, easy to execute system, you're just not going to do it. So make a promise to yourself right now that you are going to implement a CEO time block into your week, regardless of your schedule. So take a quick second right now and look at your current schedule. Think through when can you dedicate two to three hours to work on your business, not just in your business. And I want you to put it in your calendar on repeat and never ever miss this. Okay, this is going to be the most important date that you have with yourself during the week. One of my students inside the Efficient Mom Photographer program was really struggling. She got into a really busy season um, with the holidays, and she was telling me how she just was feeling like super burnt out. And I said, hey, are you still regularly doing your CEO date? And she was like, no, actually, that was like the first thing to go. And I reminded her that when we get into busy seasons, it's more important than ever to have that dedicated CEO time. Because what happens is when we get super busy and we get super slammed, we tend to pull back on the things that are most important in driving our business forward because we are so concerned about just surviving that current moment. But what happens is you get in that feast or famine again, and you're not able to create sustainability in your business because when you're not thinking of the future of your business, then you're not actually booking future clients, right? And so you have to have a very consistent schedule of flow of clients versus working on the future of your business. And that is something I think that is going to be key in order for you to execute your plan is to make sure that you are always having this time. I want you to fight for your CEO time block. It's absolutely crucial when it comes to executing your business goals, okay? And one bonus tip here that I want to give you or leave you with is to create a shiny object list. Okay, so it's really important that you have a place that can sort of house all of your incredible ideas, all of your goals that you want um, to accomplish should go on this shiny object list, the goals that are in waiting, let's say, okay, so you might want to try out a new program, right, or you might want to redo your website in the future, and you probably have just a hundred ideas that come to you every day of things that you would like to do or try in your business. Now, it's important that you keep them in this shiny object list. Do not try to attack that goal. Do not try to do that thing that you saw someone else do. You're going to go down a rabbit hole and it's not going to align with your goals. Okay. So if you want to follow through on your quarterly plan, I need you to implement the shiny object list and stick to your plan. Okay. That doesn't mean that you can't change your plan later, but you need to give yourself enough time to try to implement the plan before you completely try to change the plan. Okay, so at the next quarter, then I want you to review your shiny object list. I want you to look over those um, other goals that you had, and I want you to ask yourself, what feels in alignment with this next quarter? What is the priority? What is going to be the most beneficial for my business? And then I want you to move forward with your quarterly goals with that shiny object list. Now, there's a caveat here. If the things on the shiny object list are not the things that we talked about in the last episode, I want you to come talk to me. Um, I want you to come back and be like, hey, 
I have this shiny object list. Can you let me know, like, are these things things that should be on my list or not? Right? Because sometimes we put things on that list that really shouldn't be on that list. Those are just huge distractions that are going to shift our focus, slow down our momentum, and it's going to keep us from reaching our goals. Okay. And it honestly could derail you from those goals for good. So you just want to be really clear. Okay. Keep your blinders on, keep your head down and focus on those three goals for the quarter. And if you hit those three goals before the next quarter, feel free to start working on another goal. Okay. Or take a break, whatever you feel led to do. But I think it is so important that you stay the course, okay? And when you are doing your monthly and quarterly reviews, I want you to just check back in and make sure that everything still feels in alignment, okay? Okay, mama, how are you feeling? I have given you so much to think about and so much information over the last couple of weeks. Last week, we talked about creating your quarterly plan and making it super simple. And today we talked about how to execute that plan and how to follow through. So if you haven't yet, come find me on Voxer and let me know if you foresee any obstacles getting in your way of executing your quarterly plan. I also wanted to invite you um, with those two opportunities in case you're thinking, okay, I really like this idea, but I need more support. I need more help. You can book a deep dive session with me, which is 90 minutes where we go specifically into detail about creating your ideal week. We go into detail about brainstorming and clarifying your goals, creating the action plan and the steps that you will need with your task management system so that you can execute those three goals for the quarter. And then the second invitation is if you just need more support and you have big audacious goals and you want more support with time management and you want streamlined systems and you sort of want all of it together um, in a streamlined system that you can take and just duplicate. If that's kind of the camp that you're in, that would be the Efficient Mom Photographer 12-week group coaching program. So again, I will link both of those options down in the show notes. But let me know over on Voxer if you are trying to decide between the two. If you're like, hey, I'm not really sure. Should I do the 12 weeks or should I do the one-on-one intensive? Both are great options, but obviously it depends on where you are in your business. So let me know over on Voxer which uh, one that you're leaning towards or if you need any support deciding because I am totally here to help. I hope that you found today's episode to be extremely helpful and that it gave you some strategies and some tips for how to execute your quarterly plan or really any plan in general. These can be applied in various areas. So I hope that it was helpful and I am so excited to hear from you over on Voxer. And as always, Mama, I am here rooting for you and you are not alone on this journey. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Organized Mom Photographer podcast. I hope you enjoyed our conversation as much as I did. As we end our time together, remember that you were created for more. You can do hard things, and life is about more than just surviving. To become a part of our free online community of like-minded, ambitious mom photographers, head over to thepurposegathering.com slash mamas. That's M-A-M-A-S. 
We would love to come alongside you and support you on your journey. If you found value in today's episode, I would love for you to take a minute and leave a review. Your review would mean so much to me and help more mamas just like you find this show. I'm seriously so proud of you for taking time out of your busy day to invest in your future. Together, let's link arms and make a lasting positive impact on our families and communities. You've got this, mama. And until next time, remember to slow down and savor every moment of this beautiful journey called life.